Alright. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? This is your first Arnie Pod? Thanks for Arnie Podding. You know? It's real nice that you're here. Thank you so much for stopping by. And, uh, I'm gonna start by saying, um, I think I've kind of become a nihilist. (laughs) I'm like, if money is kind of all that matters, then what does really matter, you know? Other than, like, friends and family, obviously. Like, time and memories made with loved ones. I mean, that's obviously... That's what matters. But, um... No, it's just... Yeah, if money is, like, all there is... (laughs) Money. But then, so, whatever. Screw money. (laughs) Forget that. Alright, let's get down talking X's and O's. Ones and zeros. Alright. So, um... Yes. I'm a nihilist now. And people pretty much only care about their walking sperm. <laughs> their walking sperm. It sounds like a brewery. Walking sperm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so like... Oh, there goes the golden retriever. From the other day. So yeah, that's what... Obviously, people are invested in their offspring. Which... I can't relate to. And now I have one nut. So I'm pretty sure I can't conceive naturally, you know. So that's kind of interesting. And, um, yeah, people care about money. They care about providing for the ones that they created. (laughs) But, um, yeah. I swear, like, most people... Or parents. And then if they're not parents, they're just like not as like out there. Like parents are more like involved in everything. You know? You don't see the non parents as much. They're like I don't know, they're just Ooh doing other stuff. But um whatever though (laughs) I wonder if I would have guessed when I was like 10 years old I don't think I ever really felt like I would be a dad like even as a kid I don't remember ever really like wanting to do that or like ever like you know be like I can't wait to be a dad (laughs) I don't I think girls do that more than guys though to be honest I think there'd be like less than half as many people if it weren't for the ladies pushing dudes into reproducing (laughs) I mean obviously it takes both the sexes though takes a little bit of this and a little bit of that a little yin and a little yang. But <laughs> anyway, what I was looking at 
right before I started here. It's 8.36 a.m. So got a little bit of time here. I was looking at the hero's journey. And I realized that Arnie Pod... Dude, that guy's just yelling at his golden retriever. <laughs> you think that dog speaks Spokanian? <laughs> it's a special subset of English here in the inland northwest. But, um, no, I'm saying Arnie Pod. Since, so get this the hero's journey, in a nutshell, basically. Arnipod started, was incepted, was created. The first episode was published. I believe it was February 21st, 2019. And then I moved to LA in that June. So I went on a bold new adventure. You know, it's kind of how the hero's journey kicks off. And then... Well, there was one crisis, like a worldly crisis in 2020 that affected everyone. And then I had um, just all these like, if you know anything about Arnipod, I'm not going to go into great detail right now. But you know about all the amazing obstacles I've overcome in health in um, you know just beating cancer you know <laughs> knock, on, knock on wood I don't like to say the it's like Voldemort you know but um, I have just have to let people know who don't know who aren't as familiar with Arnipod. Yeah, so, you know, just like the thing that... What, it's like the biggest disease that everyone's terrified of, you know, <laughs> their whole life. <laughs> you know, like the cliche, scary disease. Yeah, so... um, Got through that. And, uh, yeah, like literally took like like two plus years the entire getting through all that and um <clears throat> yeah yeah once obviously knock on wood but just things are looking pretty good since um remember in march i had that crazy filter removal procedure that the thing went kobe on me and it started helicoptering like you know like blending my intestines or something <laughs> like when the guy when the surgeon pulled it out of me he showed it to me he's like this is what your insides look like <laughs> and it looked like it was like bubble gum mixed with like cotton candy um and like pink ice cream or something, you know, I was like, oh my God, like, I was like, oh, that's why it was like the worst pain of my life. <laughs> I thought I was like done, you know, I was like, well, if this pain 
if this feeling continues for another 20 seconds, I probably wouldn't be around speaking into this microphone. <laughs> speaking into this microphone. I'm trying to think of what song that's from. I love it when singers talk about speaking into a microphone. I think it's a rap song. It might be Welcome by Fort Minor. Yeah, it's been a long minute. I'm gonna break it down. I'm not playing for it. Dude, that's a good song. I was never welcome. It's not playing Fort Minor, uh, the guy from Lincoln Park. All right, we talked about that a couple weeks back. But um, yes, so anyway, Hero's Journey. So once again, victorious in a decisive crisis. Um, obviously, we all made it through the pandemic, if you're listening right now. And um, unless you're listening from the Bardo. Shout out the Bardo. Shout out Josh Bardo. <laughs> Shout out Josh Bard. That's a crazy that's a crazy throwback in my history, my personal history. Um <clears throat> definitely was a finalist for the Around the Horn internship back in 2014. I was 21. I had just turned 21 and I interviewed and I was like one of the final five people or whatever up for this around, you know, ESPN's Around the Horn with Tony Reale. You know, the show that's on five days a week at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific, 3 o'clock Mountain, 4 o'clock Central. Um, who knows what time in Arizona can never remember like what time is it is it this time of year that they're the same as us or um, come on I'm Cactus Chris I'm the Arizona guy so I gotta know what time is it it's 942 in Phoenix they're one hour ahead of us but um, but we just fell back. So it was, we did share the same time. Because they don't do daylight savings. They don't do the switch. They don't do no clock switching in no Arizona. Um. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I was, I didn't get the internship, but I was one of the finalists for the position, which I consider that to be a... Looking back, there must have been like 5,000 people up for that job. And I was probably top five. Like, that's actually kind of crazy if you think... like That's like a real long shot. Like, there are probably more than 5,000 people who were applying for that. I mean, dude, around the horn is like... Everybody knows about that. Anybody who knows sports knows PTI and Around the Horn. Around the Horn comes first. Chronologically. Well, I mean, actually, PTI comes first. P- 
PTI started October 01. Then Around the Horn was like the sister companion show that began November 02. I'm actually reading about this right now. My ESPN oral history book by Oral Hershiser. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's like a 750-page book. But I read over 60 pages yesterday. Usually it's my sauna book. I just read like five pages every time I'm in the sauna. So I'll do that in like an hour or less. But from now. <laughs> but anyway, so <clears throat> the hero's journey. There's that um, 17 stages. All right. So there's that decisive crisis. So I made it through all my health stuff. And then you come home transformed. And then that's the weirdest part is I did, for some reason, I did happen to, I kind of actually did come home. Like after all of it. Like, I don't even know why I did. But, but, but I guess it is like, I mean, but the thing is like, I'm like, I'm not done. Like I kept saying a few weeks back how much I'm not done with um, being successful creatively. I'm like, okay. I'm only 30, dude. People look back at being 30 and they're like, I was so young. So, um, no, but it just happens to be that was my hero's journey. Go to LA, June 2019, and then it ends up, I end up, I left this past May 2023. And then all that, I made it through the uh, health stuff. I was victorious in that decisive crisis. Literally, like, I had a crisis of health, and I... And I won. <laughs> I was victorious in it. And then I made it. And I, I'm like I keep saying, I feel like a different person. Like I've been saying that so much. How I feel like transformed. Like I feel like more like determined. And kind of like focused on like. Just like the path. Like I kind of see the path. I think. <laughs> I don't want to be cocky. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. I'm just like, I feel like I remember I kept saying how like clear minded I felt because I discovered that you just don't think I'm like the key to happiness, Dude, I honestly think the key to happiness, obviously it's a certain amount of money and comfort and security, but is also just not thinking. And just, like, being in the moment and, like, outside of your head, if that makes sense. Like, and just literally, like, not, like, being lost in your thoughts. Like, you could be in, like, you could be, like, have $10 million and just be stuck in a mansion by the pool. But if you're just, like, tortured by your thoughts and then you're just spending all your time just being lost in your head, then... um I don't, you're not going to be as happy as uh, a poor person who works at Chipotle. 
<laughs> but then they're just like someone who you see like those people dude you always see people who work at like fast food places but then they just have these like giant smiles on their faces um yeah there's lots of instances because they probably have like people that they love and like and then they give out love to the world and uh no, like, definitely being rich definitely doesn't mean you're going to be happier. It just means you're going to be more comfortable and not have to work as hard in the future. <laughs> Pretty obvious. But, but you see lots of poor people who are happy, though. And they're happy just to, like, have the opportunity to work any type of job. And so, um... No, there's def. I think being, like I said, being happy is not being lost in your head. It's getting outside of your head and just like, kind of like getting in the world, and like, and not being like existentially dreadful. And yeah, I've decided I'm not going to live in fear. That's like a big decision. Being like, because I don't want to look back. I don't want to make it to like ninety, and then be like. I always lived in fear. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird. Because, dude, it, I don't want to be, like, ghoulish. We're all going to be gone in a matter of time. <laughs> we'll all be gone someday. So, and then you're, or you're just going to be so old. And then, like, society will disregard you, you know? Mm. But right now, I'm 30. I'm still, I'm young strong, handsome, and made it through my hero's journey. Like I said, I'm on the other side of a hero's, of an HJ. <laughs> no, no, that sounds bad, an HJ. <laughs> Not that, of a hero's journey. I'm on the good side of the hero's journey. You know? The call to adventure. So, um, dude, honestly... It sounds weird. So it's listening to podcasts was my call to adventure. Um, I don't know why those bells are ringing. It's only 8.50. I feel like they would do that at 9. Yeah, so listen to podcasts. Listen to all these uh, comics who talked about, like, especially Bert. I remember being inspired by Bert. Just him talking about moving to L.A. Just listening to famous comics that I looked up to and still look up to. Talk about like, like I remember Bert saying he was 26 when he moved to L.A. And then I was like, wait, I just turned 26. And then I, and then I moved to L.A. Um, so, yeah. So you have a call to head off to an unknown land represented by a distant land, a forest, a kingdom underground, beneath the waves or above the sky, a secret island, lofty mountaintop, or profound dream state. But it is always a place of strangely fluid and polymorphous beings. So kind of like LA, you know? <laughs> you know, you know how lots of people are like, you know, everyone's like fluid there. Like, every, like they could go, like, any way. It could be, like, a man, a woman, 
a gay, a straight, a bi, a tri. <laughs> oh, that's dude, that's so funny. Strangely fluid and polymorphous beings, unimaginable torments. You know, like LA traffic and like all the crazy homeless people there. <laughs> you know, all the people, all the stuff that people complain about with LA. Superhuman deeds, you know, like Hollywood, like the magic of Hollywood in creating all these movies and TV shows that people love and take for granted. You know, I was part of that in the background. <laughs> and impossible delight. You know, like 70 degrees and sunny days throughout the winter, like never experiencing cold weather, um, like that kind of impossible delight. And also like, obviously the women there are just tens. <laughs> Dude, it's true though. Like, come on, man. Everyone knows that. LA women are like the hottest. Uh... And they, because hot women from around the country migrate to LA to be like actresses and supermodels. Obviously, dude. <laughs> um, the hero can go forth of their own volition to accomplish the adventure, as did Theseus when he arrived in his father's city, Athens. Shout out Athena, our old dog. And heard the horrible history of the Minotaur. Shout out Joe Lotrulio on role models. He did one of the funniest line readings I've ever seen in a movie. I just caught this little bit of the movie on cable the other day. A few weeks back. And he was like, I can't believe my eyes. A minotaur. <laughs> the, the way that he said, let me just like build up to it. A minotaur. Wait, I have to do the whole thing. I can't believe my eyes. A minotaur. <laughs> He just said, he did like the funniest way he could say it. Or they may be carried or sent abroad by some benign or malignant agent, as was Odysseus. Did you hear that, dude? It just said benign or malignant. Like, you know what that's like a reference to? You know, uh, the disease that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> dude, how is, weird is this? I had a dog named Athena... And then they just made a reference. Dude, benign or malignant. You, you've heard of that. You've heard those terms before. And um, as according to a certain health thing. Driven about the Mediterranean by the winds of the angered god Poseidon. You know, like the movie Poseidon. <laughs> uh, the adventure may begin as a mere blunder. Or still, again, one may be only casually strolling when some passing phenomenon catches the wandering eye and lures one away from the frequented paths of man. Examples might be multiplied from every corner of the world. Refusal of the call. 
Um, so I think that's so um, interesting. So you first refuse to heed it. So that is true. I always, I definitely, I remember back in 2018, really thinking about really wanting to move to LA. And then it took months to like, because I moved to Pullman in January of 2019. And then I moved to LA at the end of May. So like I had to gather the courage to move to LA. Like I didn't move there directly in January. Like first I moved to Pullman and I had to gather my courage there. Um, this may be from a sense of duty or obligation, fear, insecurity, a sense of inadequacy or any of a range of reasons that work to hold the person in his current circumstances. Campbell says that refusal of the summons converts the adventure into its negative. Walled in boredom, hard work, or culture, the subject loses the power of significant affirmative action and becomes a victim to be saved. His flowering world becomes a wasteland of dry stones and his life feels meaningless, even though, like King Minos, he may through titanic effort, succeed in building an empire of renown. Whatever house he builds, it will be a house of death, a labyrinth of cyclopean walls to hide from him his minotaur. All he can do is create new problems for himself and await the gradual approach of his disintegration and cyclopean masonry is a type of stonework found in Mycenaean architecture. Mycenaean Greece, the last phase of the Bronze Age in ancient Greece, spanning the period from approximately 1750 to 1050 BC. Minotaur! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Supernatural aid. Once the hero has committed to the quest, consciously or unconsciously, their guide and magical helper appears or becomes known. More often than not, this supernatural mentor will present the hero with one or more talismans or artifacts that will aid them later in their quest. Interesting. So, like I was saying before, I'm going to get up. I'm standing up. All right, we're about to wrap this up for today. But um, my supernatural aid would be the podcast thing. Like, it would be listening to all those podcasts. I mean, I would say, like, that's really, like, the way the universe used to, excuse me, used to, like, speak to me. It's, like, through podcasts. Because I would listen to them so much. And, um... Let me try to think. Like, what was, like, a talisman? What's, like, an artifact that I brought with me to L.A. that, um... provided supernatural powers? I mean, I can think of, like, when we were in, like, Topanga canyon you know just going chilling in Topanga you know 
and uh, with my ma, and they have all these like gem little shops where you can buy like fancy rocks. But this didn't happen till March 2021 when my health journey began. So it's kind of like a combination journey where like there's like the physical hero's journey that I moved to LA. But then you like within that, you have like me defeating the crisis, the health, the crisis of health. Um, so we'll see if we get more into, there'll be more like crisis talk in these 17 steps of Campbell that Campbell has. And we're not talking about Campbell soup, <laughs> but this podcast is brought to you by Campbell soup. <laughs> Speaking of Campbell soup, Donovan McNabb, Speaking of Donovan McNabb, was just reading about the Rush Limbaugh thing with Donovan McNabb. Like, I did not even remember when that happened. But they talked about the, in this ESPN oral history book, for like, five pages too long. (laughs) They They just kept talking about this Donovan McNabb, Rush Limbaugh thing. It's like, it's kind of boring. But I feel like there's a lot more crazy stuff happening in the news in the 2020s than was happening in the aughts. The news is more inflammatory. But, um, yeah, I'll have, so yeah, I was going to say for the artifact, so like my mom got me like some like fancy, you know, like those like gemstone, like kind of righteous gems, kind of like righteous rocks. And they have like special like thumbprints like they feel they have like little indentation in them so you can so like wherever you are you just feel the rock and you're like it takes me back to that day in Topanga Canyon (laughs) it was March 2021 (laughs) dude it's true though like looking back like that's a seminal time and I'm not talking about Florida State who just took care of business against their rival Miami yesterday as we saw but that was a seminal time in my life like that was um looking back at like the scope of my whole 30 and a half years like (laughs) that may have been the craziest time period um so yeah like so that's the artifacts i can think of other than that i just brought like all my stuff in the Honda. <laughs> I just packed the Honda full and brought all my artifacts with me to LA the very first time and then moved into a house. Shout out to my old landlord. Um, yeah, what a nice guy he was. And uh, yeah, actually very affordable rent that I can remember. I mean, I had like six roommates, but <laughs> like when I first moved to LA, it was like this weird house, but it was a good neighborhood though. Looking back, it was close to CSUN. It was just a nice little neighborhood in Northridge. And uh, it was cheap as heck. Like, I think I paid like 600 bucks. So if you compare that to rent in LA, it's like, that's less than half of what you're gonna find. So. There you go. <laughs> so, I don't know. I would say the artifacts would be like 
yeah, I would say what I described with the rocks. But that doesn't come till later in my hero's journey. Right now, we're just kind of looking at the beginning of getting to L.A. So we'll talk about the hero's journey more tomorrow. Have a great day. Me and Brett, Brett didn't have time this week. We'll get to it this Friday. Try to hook up with Brett this week on the pod. But uh, till then, enjoy the all, all the old me and Bretts, all the me and Uncle Steve and dads. I would recommend all, because you know like the dynamic of me just talking by myself. So I would definitely recommend a lot of the episodes with me and different guests. Because it's, I think it's always interesting to be like, this is what this person is like on their own. Now, how do they act with fill in the blank? With someone related to them? With a famous person? I've talked to some famous people. I mean, not super famous, but like people who have fans. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about fans in the San Fernando Valley on a hot summer day. <laughs> they got fans going. <laughs> I, I keep doing the double meetings. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, I'm excited that I got into this hero's journey. Because right when I saw the stuff about... Dude, I'm like, Arnie Pod is the hero's journey. Dude, I didn't even realize it when I moved, when I came back here. So it's like, oh yeah, you did. You came home after it. And then you started... I started just like seeing the value in like earning money. <laughs> I started being like, oh, I just got to get money going forward. Like that's all I have. Now that my health thing, now that I've like triumphed in my health, in the field of my health, now all I have to do is just get that steady drip, that steady direct deposit drip, you know, that drip drop. <laughs> that steady, that direct deposit drip drop every two weeks, you know, you know, <laughs> it's true. It's like, okay, I took care of like the not dying thing. So, so now I just have to, yeah, now I see the path. I'm like, oh, well, if I'm healthy, then, well, if I'm alive, then uh, I think things are going pretty good. Because it literally, like, dude, in retrospect, there were multiple times where it literally seemed like I might not make it. Like, I'm not trying to be dramatic. I was in the ICU. I've been in the ICU multiple times. Um, Let's see. Like I said, that helicopter, the filter helicoptered my insides. And my heart rate dropped to 30s for a little bit. I don't know how long because I like blacked out, you know, from like dying. (laughs) Like all the nurses were like, like snapped into action. Like, you know, when everyone just gets, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where like doctors get like serious. I mean, I hope you haven't. (laughs) I would not hope that anyone had to go through that stuff. But, um, but it's pretty exciting when you make it through it, though. And then you're, like, on the other side. And you're, like, 
I go for runs now. <laughs> it's like, I feel healthier. Dude, I do push-ups and go for runs. Like, I was throwing around the dumbbells yesterday, past couple days. Um, I feel strong. Uh, no, like, I, it's crazy. Um, yeah, like, there was that time where I had to be rushed. I had to literally get an ambulance. I think I would have died if I didn't get... No, I, I would have. Like, I'm not, I'm not being dramatic. Dude, the doctor said... The, afterwards, the doctor looked at me and said, we didn't think you were going to make it. We, yeah, he said... That's what he said. He said, man, he's like... He's like <laughs> smiling. It's like, we didn't think you were going to make it for a while there. We're, we're happy that you made it. We thought you weren't going to make it through that. <laughs> it's so crazy to just think about when you're just going through like the everyday stuff. And then it's like unimaginable that that actually happened. Like I can't even believe that that stuff happened and that I, that I was there. <laughs> it was me. It doesn't even make sense to me. And then I was in the hospital, like in and out of the hospital for over a month. I had to get multiple surgeries. Um, I had to have, what do they call it? Chest tubes. I had to have tubes shoved into my side. I have scars in my side because they've shoved tubes into me multiple times. So they just like numb the area with a bunch of lidocaine and then they literally just shove a tube through your skin. <laughs> That's what they did. That's what they do. It's crazy to even... I'm like, I can't believe all this stuff happened. And then I'm just the same guy. But like, like I said, I feel like I'm transformed. I feel like a new person. Like, I mean, I feel like stronger. Like a stronger... Like kind of like nothing in everyday life can slow me down if that makes sense because I'm like I have perspective now so I'm like as long as you don't have to be rushed to a hospital then you had a pretty good day <laughs> right it's true like now that's my perspective on life now I'm like well you're healthy and you made it to the end of the day and you're doing good like you really see how health is like everything um, yeah, it's trippy. It's one of those take for granted things that you don't know it until it's, until it's a horrible crisis. That's, that's when it becomes apparent, but, um, no, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I almost died in the very first, back in March of 2021. When they were going to do the surgery on me, but then the guy noticed that my neck was all like bulging and he's like, wait a second, there's something going on with your neck here. Like right when they were about to get me in the surgery, they stopped and they're like, wait, we have to do chemo on you like right away. <laughs> like they wouldn't have, like it would have been different because they wouldn't have been able to get right into the chemo if they had done the surgery. So, um, so yeah, like for the fact of them just noticing that before jumping into the surgery, like that was the first crazy thing that happened. And then the chemo worked and then, um, and then I 
jerked off into a cup. And, <laughs> and then I think that might be, I don't even know. I think my parents might be paying rent on my splooge. <laughs> I think my um, specimen is down there in the OC somewhere. <laughs> it's down there in Orange County somewhere, I think. You know, which they had to, dude, my parents had to drive, like, my parents had to rush my specimen from, like, north San Fernando Valley all the way to, like, deep Orange County. And they had to drive, like, aggressively. Because, you know, you only have, like, a certain amount of time for, um, before it's, like, rots or whatever. <laughs> Where it grows mold. <laughs> but, um, no, it, even that in itself is, like, a storyline in a sitcom, you know, or some like dark comedy, but, um, no, yeah, it's pretty good. Like now I don't, I see like the beauty in just every day. Like it sounds weird, but I'm trying to be a person who really doesn't take any day for granted. Like even just any average day. Cause I'm like, Dude, any average day is so much better than being laid up in a hospital somewhere and like just hope like trying to make it. Just any average day and just being out in the world and just experiencing and just smiling at people and like doing work and like eating and smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, I got to throw that in. <laughs> I got to I got to give a shout out smoke weed um no because i smoke weed because then i'm like i'm alive it's kind of representative of me like being like able because i'm like yeah you know when i don't smoke weed is when i'm stuck is when i used to be stuck in the hospital <laughs> you know that's that's when i wasn't on the only time i wouldn't be smoking weed <laughs> is when i was physically trapped because of health you know i was in a place where they like um, human mechanics you know that's what doctors are they're they're mechanics for people they just kind of tune you up they're like dude literally like you become like a body in there they're like all right what can we especially with surgeons surgeons are always like dead in the eyes they're like all right i'm gonna slice you up right there <laughs> dude, being around a surgeon is so dude talk to a surgeon is so crazy they're like i'm gonna slice you there i'm gonna slice you there <laughs> i'm gonna get you <laughs> they kind of like they make like a slicing motion or like towards your like neck or something because i've had surgery that is around my neck area they're like i'm gonna get you right there i'm gonna slice into you real good yeah, you have to be like that to be a surgeon. You have to just be cold-blooded and just be like... You can't, like, see people as, like, four-dimensional people, like, when you're, like, carving them up, like a Thanksgiving ham. <laughs> Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> you have to just be like... This is like a crash test dummy. I'm just going to fix this spacesuit right now. Yeah, dude. Like, doctors and, like, surgeons... They're, like, different kinds of 
you have to be very um, courageous to do those jobs, for sure. Um, yeah, thank you to the thank you to all those people. Shout out to all the nurses, doctors, surgeons. Dude, think of all the, there's so many people who I met with over the two plus years. Shout out to all those people. Thank you so much. You know who you are. Wonder if you listen to Arnie Pod. <laughs> Dude, wouldn't that be cool if some of the people who saved me also listen to Arnie Pod? Dude, and there's so many people. I'm telling you. There's like a hundred different medical professionals that had a hand in saving me. Like, I can't even think of all the people. Like, just the nurses alone. Like, I've had so many different nurses. You know, because they, like, change on their shifts. And, like, I was in the hospital for, like, long periods of time. I would be like, give me those drugs. <laughs> I'd be like, give me that good stuff. You know? I got that fentanyl drip into my back. Yeah, no big deal. I had a... What do you call it? God, now I can't think of the name. Spinal Tap. That's what it was. This is Spinal Tap. This is a drip of fentanyl. Shout out Rihanna. Fenty. Shout out Fenty. (laughs) Rihanna. Yeah, so even I know what... I'm like, oh yeah, I actually do know what fentanyl is. Because I had a drip of it in my Spinal Tap. And it makes you feel pretty spacey. It makes you feel like kind of like sloth-like and like spacey, I think. And kind of just like very chill. Like too chill. (laughs) I mean, obviously I wasn't even like moving when they put me, put it in my back. I was just kind of like sitting there and like occasionally standing up maybe. Man, those were crazy times. Listening to a bunch of podcasts back in the day when I was laid up in the spittle. Dude, I used to just plow through podcasts when I was like, when they had me on like, you know, on all like the good drugs and I'm all like drugged up and I would just like roll through podcasts. (laughs) Like that's what I did in the hospital. And then watching Survivor, there was a time where we watched this. It was more in the beginning. We were watching a ton of Survivor, obviously. So, um, but a lot of the survivor watching was mostly at the apartment. Uh, shout out. God, see, do my recall these fairways, shout out fairways at, uh, dude, how am I not, I'm having trouble recalling <laughs> fairways, Valencia, fairways, Valencia CA. Is that what it was called? The Fairways at Westridge in Valencia. Shout out that we used to live there back in 2021. A very nice apartment complex. Like super nice. A great pool area. Um, good survivor watching abilities, capabilities. <laughs> they had survivor capabilities. Um, yeah, see, now my only thing is just being on a time crunch. Isn't that funny? I went from, like, just trying to be alive to now I'm, like, 
I just have to get going. I'm just on a crunch. It's 920. So I'm like, that's the thing. I'm just in a hurry to get to work now. <laughs> dude, but I'm alive. <laughs> that's a crazy. Oh my gosh. Because, dude, there was time. I'm telling you. There was at least three separate times where I didn't think I was going to make it. And like not even being dramatic. Like being like, like that's how it was. Like there were times when I couldn't move. And I had to learn how to move again. Back in January 2022, we were watching the NFL playoffs back then in the hospital. And, uh, yeah, like that's how dramatic, that's how crazy it was. So um, that's a little bit about my journey. I'll talk more about the hero's journey tomorrow. But now I'm on that time crunch, dude. See, I'm living. I'm doing it. Yeah, but I'm on a time crunch. <laughs> See, that's like the one thing. Isn't it crazy? Like, it's funny. You're like, you can be like, I'm, I made it. I'm here, but I got to get going. <laughs> but I have to hurry. I got to like dash back. So um, there you go. Shout out Dash, The Incredibles. Great movie, The Incredibles. The Incredibles, underrated Pixar movie. It's Pixar, right? But, um, yep. <laughs> All right. And did they ever do, did they do The Incredibles 2? I don't even remember. I, I can't even remember. Let's see. The Incredibles 2. The Incredibles 2 was, is upcoming. Wait, no, it came out in 2018. Yeah, Incredibles 2, 2018. Okay. I'm pretty sure I actually went to that in theaters. Like, that sounds very familiar. So there you go. We made it past the 50-minute marker. And we'll talk more Hero's Journey tomorrow. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for supporting small, independent podcasts. I should start saying that every day. It kind of sounds like (laughs) NPR-ish. Thank you for supporting small independent podcasts from the Inland Northwest. And uh, have a great day. Bye.